Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. So let's get right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name forever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all you've done for us. All you've done for us through the great plan of redemption started when you called Jesus the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. When you spoke to the enemy, the snake, and you said, I'm going to put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. He'll bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. And you prophesied for 4,000 years about the coming of the Redeemer. And then in the fullness of time, God, you brought forth your son, born of a virgin. Hallelujah. Then you said, a body, Jesus, a, a body thou hast prepared me. Hallelujah. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us. We beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension to your right hand, dear Father, where he now sits down, ever living to make intercession for us. All you've done for us, all you've done for us through Christ. Hallelujah. All you're doing for us in Christ, who we are in him. It's not who we are in us that makes the difference. It's who we are in him. In us, we're not all that great. In us, we have rough edges. We have all kinds of issues. We have uh, strengths and weaknesses and all that. But in him, we look real good. In Christ, we look real good. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father. We thank you because of who you, what you did for us and what, and what you're doing in us. Thank you, Father. We're just thrilled about what you're in the process of doing through us. Hallelujah. You always save the best for last. When Jesus turned water into wine in the marriage feast in Cana of Galilee, the governor of the feast said, you do things different here. Most places they serve the good stuff first and then the bad stuff they bring out later. But you do it different. You, always, you save the best for last. Jesus' first miracle showed his, uh, showed his nature when he saved the best for last. Thank you, dear Father. Hallelujah. You saved the best for last, and we're living so far in the last. 2,000 years into the last days. We're grateful, Father. Thank you for this house. Thank you, Father. Thank you for divinely, supernaturally raising up a house. Hallelujah. For your power, for your glory. Thank you for raising up this place. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's a boko fresh day, Krista. Pakistan is good. And it is the Pashkinista Kalistiko. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Well, Father, we thank you for the service tonight. Do what you want to do. Holy Ghost, you're invited here. As Brother Osteen said, the Holy Ghost came rushing into the world to take charge of the church. And thank you, Father, this is a church you can take charge in. Always has full reign. He came to show us Jesus. He came to declare, disclose, and transmit to us everything Jesus bought and paid for, everything he is. 
And we thank you for it, dear Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you can be seated. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, I'm at a fork in the road here. I'm just see where we go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'll go this way. Um, I was praying there, and this just all kind of rolls back up. We, uh, you know, for, and, and first of all, I just want to thank Pastor Rusty and Leah for inviting us in, making us at, so at home, and for you, the, the church, thank you for making us so welcome here. We appreciate that. You know, anytime you stand in the pulpit, you really can't do much more than what the, what the, what the family lets you do. You know, everything depends. It's, it's not all, you can prepare all you want, but if people don't, you, you can prepare a great meal, but if people don't eat it, there's not much you can do with it, you know. And uh, so anyway, and so, uh, you know, we just, we just appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for always having a place where, where we always feel freedom to obey the Holy Ghost, you know. And uh, that means a lot. That means a lot. I, I've been places. I've, you know, we, Janet and I traveled for 20 years, full time, 20 years, and there were places that you know you go to, but you just knew you didn't have the liberty. Had a friend went to a place one time. She said the Lord spoke to me and said, "Don't do your best tonight." <laughs> I won't even go into that. But anyway, it w if he would have done his best, it would have caused some issues. But anyway, but you know, it's just it's just a blessing to be here and and. Uh, uh, for Janet and myself, we, we appreciate it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know I'm kind of circling the airport here a little bit. Um, we, uh, uh, Janet and I, we got married 100 years ago. <laughs> speak, you said, speak for yourself. I couldn't have got married if you weren't there. That's right. No, anyway. Uh, so, uh, 79, and, and uh, we launched out. And traveled for about 20 years, pretty much, pretty close to 20 years. Traveled, and, uh, you know, we uh, started out, and I knew, I told her, I said, you know, you, you marry me. I said, get ready ahead of time, because I said, I got to travel. I've got to keep going. I'm called to the, I'm called to the nations of the world, and we're going to travel. And I said, I, I don't want to get married and just come home, see my wife every couple months. I, I want a wife that's going to be able to go with me. So, you know, of course, you know, she said, oh, wheresoever thou goest, I'll go, you know. Thy God shall be my God. That you know, thy people shall be. Anyway, <laughs> you did, didn't you? Those are in our vows. Yeah, cool. So anyway, it's, and I've held her to it, and she hasn't argued a bit. But uh, we traveled for you know twenty years, and in uh, uh, roughly twenty years, full time. Started out in 1979, uh, got married in February, and then by September, we took our first overseas trip. We, we took seven weeks in South Africa and five weeks in Australia, and then after that, uh, went to, uh, you know, many different nations. We went to Central America, and we, you know, we went all over the world, been to South America, and, and you name it, we've been there, been everywhere. And, uh, and then, of course, in 19, uh, uh, 1981, uh, I think it was around the end of January, first part of February, we went to the Philippine Islands. And uh, long story short, we thought we were going to move over there. And the minute we landed, we thought, no, we're not going to move here. This is not, this is not, this is, if we're going to move here, God, you're going to have to really do some grace work on us because it just, there was no unction there. And uh, 
but we went over there and two things happened in the middle of being over there one of the first things happened we met this young couple that had just moved over there uh paul and shoddy chase they were living out in the barrios living i mean they're living out there i've had a mission i've had actually one of the nationals one of the philippine nationals over there uh pastor lamora labor i believe it was told him he's a couple years ago, I talked to him. He said, yeah, when they moved down to my area, he said, they were the poorest missionaries I'd ever met. He said, they were just broke. No indoor plumbing, no, I'm telling, no furniture, no nothing. They just moved over there. And to see where they're at today is just amazing. They stuck with it for, what, oh, 39 years, 38, 39 years. And, uh, but we were praying over there, and uh, uh, one afternoon, just praying, and the Holy Ghost gave us a vision. So it showed us a huge map of the continent of Europe. And... Uh, I, you know, now why did God take us to the Philippines to talk to us about Europe? I, 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 don't, I just don't know about that. I, I don't know, but it was about 140 degrees over there, so it was real easy to hear about Europe. That's a little exaggeration, but it was, man, it was hot over there. And uh, so anyway, God showed us a, a huge map of Europe and had these little bonfires all over it, and the Spirit of God spoke to us. Remember back there where, where uh, 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 Peter went up on the, on the housetop to pray? over there in the 10th chapter of the book of, uh, of Acts, and, and he fell over into a trance, and I didn't have that happen, but he fell over into a trance and saw this, uh, had a vision, saw this sheet coming down from heaven, knit at the four corners full of all manner of unclean beasts, heard a voice say, rise, Peter, Peter, kill and eat, and he said, not so, Lord, for no unclean things ever touched my lips, and, and then it went back up into heaven. This happened three times, and then he, and, and the vision stopped, and he, he was sat there wondering, what meaneth this? And the Holy Ghost spoke to him and said, there's three men, they're, they're, they're at your door, go with them doubting nothing. And uh, so first he had this encounter, and he didn't really know exactly what it meant, Then the Holy Ghost spoke to him something. Well, you know, here's this map. I don't know what that means. And then the Spirit of God said, when this trip's over, go back to uh, America. Base your ministry in the States. Begin to travel back and forth to the continent of Europe. And uh, don't go anywhere else until I tell you to. So we went back home. I said, well, Lord, that's great, except I don't know anybody in Europe. Nobody in Europe knows us. We don't know them. We got no invitations. We got nowhere to go. Uh, so if you want us to get there, you're just going to, you know, you said you open doors no man can shut, shut doors no man can open. If you want us to get there, you're going to have to open some doors. Well, it wasn't but a couple months and doors start opening and, and God opened really a whole continent to us. And so we traveled, uh, oh goodness, I don't know, maybe, well, since 82, a long time, traveled through the continent of Europe and, and, uh, and then in, uh, and then we get down the road a little ways and, and, uh, God began to, uh, I'm headed somewhere with this, I think. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, man, we get to praying. We get to praying. So we t we've been talking about prayer a lot around here. I mean, I've only been in for 28 hours. But anyway, um, been talking. we talked about prayer last night. Talked about prayer this morning. And um, there, it seems to be the, the message of the hour right now. And, and trust me, if you do it by the Holy Ghost, it's fun. I'm telling you, when the spirit of prayer hits, people don't even like praying, want to pray. You know, I mean, I don't know about you. I've heard tell. I haven't seen it, but I've heard tell about, about services and churches in the old days when spirit of prayer would fall and everybody in the place would be on their face. And no, you didn't have to tell them to pray. People just automatically would be on their face praying and groaning and travail and intercession, things that you don't see much of anymore. But you, 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 we're going to have to. Going to have to. When Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Zion's a picture of the church. We're, we're, we may have a lot of conversions, but we're not going to have enough real births like we should until there's real Holy Ghost groaning, travail, and intercession. But that's not our message for tonight. But anyway, so, uh, so we get to praying. Doing a lot of praying. And we, did, and we had, uh, you know, uh, ministers training schools around the continent of Europe. We had, I don't know, 
uh, as many as 13, I think, at one time. And uh, we'd get to praying, get to praying. I'm headed somewhere. We get, we get to praying. Some things you're not going to get if you don't pray. Some things are not going to happen if you don't pray it through. Pray it through what? Pray it through from heaven down into earth. You got, God's will is an amazing thing. Back there in Jesus, Luke, the 11th chapter, when uh, Jesus... Uh, disciples jesus was he was in a certain place praying and one of his disciples said master teach us to praise john also taught his disciples i like that he didn't they, they didn't say lord teach us to pray no they didn't say lord john's having a prayer seminar down there would you give us a week off to go let him teach us no they said lord you teach us to pray you wouldn't want somebody to teach you to pray if you didn't see results in their prayer life if somebody comes and says, I've been praying for 20 years, haven't got an answer yet, but come to my seminar, I'll teach you how, to, how this works. No, you wouldn't go. And so they must have been watching Jesus pray as he was in a certain place praying. And his disciples said, when he finished, one of his disciples said, Master, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And um, uh, when, he, uh, when they said that, he said, all right, when you pray, say this. When you pray, say this. This is an interim prayer. Okay, it, it, there are facets that will work Old Testament but New Testament because the Old Testament was still on the earth and the New Testament, Jesus was on the earth. So he's teaching them a prayer with a few little tweaks. You can make it a New Testament prayer. The, the, the truths that are in there will work. Start out with worship. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, just there are a few little differences now in New Testament prayers to the Father in the name of Jesus. So th there's some things you got to tweak and change since the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. But um, he... Uh, he said, when you pray, say this, our Father, our Father. Well, you're talking New Testament talk. He wasn't Father in the Old Testament. He was God. He's preparing his disciples to enter into sonship. <laughs> oh, now there's a message. And uh, our Father, not our God, not Jehovah, not El Shaddai, our Father. So he's teaching, he's teaching them how to pray for New Testament. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Next part, he says, thy what? Thy will be done. On earth, same as it is in heaven. See, God's will is automatically, God's will is automatically always in, done in heaven. Heaven is the will of God. Okay? It's automatic. But isn't interesting when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. One of the things he, he said, when you pray, say this, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy, thy will be done on earth the same as it is in heaven. Now, sometimes we, you know, I mean, some of us try to take a shortcut and we just thought, well, I, man, th this makes prayer so easy. We'll just pray anything and then finish it. L Lord, if it be thy will, heal this person, if it be thy will, meet this need, if it be thy will. See, we misunderstood what Jesus was saying. He wasn't saying, make this your prayer. What he's saying is it, the, the will of God's automatically done in heaven. It's going to take prayer for the will of God to be done on earth. The will of God won't be done on earth unless somebody prays. It's automatic in heaven. When you get there, it's great. Until you get there, it's going to take prayer. And if it's, going to, if it's going to take prayer for the will of God to be done on earth, then prayer ought to be a joy. It ought to be a pleasure. His yoke is easy. His burden's light. Prayer ought to be fun. Okay? So anyway, so we got to praying. And, uh, you know, you, you uh, sometimes praying, you bump into things. Um. You, you just find yourself bumping into things. I, I, don't, I don't mean you're like literally running into walls and stuff. I'm just saying sometimes you'll find yourself, um, you know, there's, there, there's two major ways to pray. Well, you know, uh, sort of. Two major ways to pray. One would be to pray with inspiration or, or with information. In other words, you know what you're praying about. 
Okay? I'm praying about this. I'm praying about that. I'm praying about, uh, I'm praying about this situation. I'm praying about, I'm praying about my health. I'm praying about my family. I'm praying about my city. I'm praying, I'm praying about a revival. I'm praying. You, there's one major facet where you know what you're praying for. You know what you're praying about. You're praying with information. I mean, you can come up with a list and say, we're going to pray about this tonight. We're, praying, we're, we're doing united corporate prayer. We're going to pray with information. We're going to pray about this tonight. We're going to be in one heart, one accord, one purpose. That's great. But there's also a facet where you pray by inspiration. And I think sometimes we've missed the boat by not doing both. Some of us, we get our prayer list, we go into prayer like that. That's great, we should do that. But leave a little time at the end or somewhere, maybe at the beginning, where you pray by inspiration. Or in other words, instead of, instead of the Holy Ghost uh, hooking up with you, you hook up with the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, intercession is when the Spirit of God takes hold together with you against something. But there's another facet of prayer where you just start praying and you say, Holy Ghost, I'm going to go where you're going. Instead of you hooking up with me, I'm going to hook up with you. And then you do that, my goodness, you'll find yourself, you'll find yourself out in this, in this place where, where uh, you just start praying. And, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God. And, and sometimes you'll just pray and, you know, you just pray and pray and pray. And you get absolutely nothing. Except you change things because you're praying. By the, and to me, the only way to do it is praying in other tongues. Well, sometimes you get to pray in other tongues, and that's coming out of your spirit. Okay? But sometimes you'll get over in other tongues, and sometimes it'll come out of your spirit, but it comes out in your known tongue, maybe a word, maybe a phrase. Okay? And so, boy, sometimes you're praying. I, I remember there's a, a real prayer lady uh, lived in Oklahoma. She's over in heaven now, but we, we drove two, two and a half hours to go visit her one time. Um, we'd been praying, as an example. Now, uh, uh, don't let me forget where I was. You don't know where I was. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> so we, uh, we went to see this lady a number of years ago because uh, we'd get to praying, and there was something, something not good. There'd, we, there'd be a burden to pray. Sometimes I think people, you know, all of a sudden they just think they're just all suddenly out of nowhere just depressed. You're not depressed. That's a burden. You ought to pray that through. Got to pray it out. See what it is. Oh, I just, you know, this depression hits me every now and then. My goodness, start praying in tongues and see what comes out. Somebody needs some help and the Holy Ghost is searching to find who, who's going to, who's, I, I'll hook up with you, but who's going to hook up with me? And, um. We kept getting this. There was a number of us. There were probably four or five of us. We'd get to praying on a regular basis. We'd, we'd come over to our house. We'd pray. And, uh, man, there was something going on, something going on, just something going on. And, and I thought, I, can't, I don't know what this is, but it's just not good, you know. So finally, we, we, a bunch of us got in a van. We drove down to south, south central Oklahoma, uh, this little tiny town, and uh, went to see this lady. We'd come contact. Of course, we called ahead of time to see if it was okay. And we went and... And, uh, you know, we want she, oh, yeah, come on in. We went in, and we we're going to pray with her for a little bit. And I finally asked her, I said, have you been getting an unusual burden to pray about something? She said, oh, I sure have. And she said, yes, I've been praying. There's something. There's something out there. And I'm thinking, good, she can tell me what it is I'm praying about. I said, what is it? She said, I don't have a clue. I have no idea. I said, you don't know what it is? She goes, no. She says, I got something. And she says, I just pray in tongues all day long, and I get done. I have, still don't have a clue what it is. And I thought, well, you didn't help me a bit. I traveled halfway across the state to get an answer. You didn't help me. So we prayed with her. We prayed in tongues, got back in the van, went home. But it wasn't long after that, just a few of us praying, and uh, I believe it was in our living room, and we're praying, and there's just this burden. It's just, it just wouldn't go away. And I remember all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I heard myself, thank God for the Holy Ghost. 
I heard myself saying, I, I could hear this coming out my mouth in English. 911, 9-1-1, 9-1-1, 9-1-1. I'm thinking somebody called 9-11, somebody's in trouble. You know, I'm praying 911, 9-1-1. Well, my, I, of course I knew what that was about. That means call the emergency number. And then I heard, I mean, then all of a sudden it just kind of lifted and I heard myself say, well, we can't stop it, but we can minimize it. We the church, not just we this group, but we the church. We can't stop it, but we can minimize it. And, um, um, and then it wasn't long after that we hit 9-11. And we'd realized for months we'd been praying about 9-11. God didn't give us any understanding of it. We didn't know what it was until instead of calling 9-1-1, we landed on 9-1-1. And there was, of course, an attack on our nation. And, and, and I, I believe what the enemy meant to take out tens of thousands, 3,000 is bad enough, but 3,000 is better than 30,000 or whatever. So, and I believe because the church prayed. I believe because church people were, and it wasn't just us, there were people praying all over. We never need to think we're the only ones. Dear Lord. But, uh, but anyway, anyway, you know, sometimes you just pray, um, you, you, that's what I mean when you bump up against, bump into things. You, you know, and we'd, we'd, we'd pray, and, and then all of a sudden, they're just, you get to pray, and there's just something in there. Well, I, I, that's what I'm talking about is you don't know what it is. It's not like we're physically running into something. You just, you just sense there's something going on. Well, we got to praying about it, and, and um, um, finally, I, one day I stopped. I said, Lord, if I, I, I keep running into something when we pray, and, 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 and if, if I didn't know any better, I'd think that that was a church that we're bumping into. And if I didn't know any better, I'd think it was a church, and I'd think we are pastoring it. And I know that's not the case because you love me too much. I know you wouldn't ask me to do that. I said, God, I can't slow down that. I can't stop. My, my goodness, dear Lord, I'm going to the nations. I, got, I said, if I, don't go to the, if I don't go overseas at least four or five times a year, I get really grumpy. Don't ask my wife about that. But anyway, and uh, so, but anyway, we kept praying about that. And I thought, well, we'll pray about it. It's probably for somebody else to do. Got to watch what you pray about. You might get a new job description. <laughs> so anyway, so, so, we actually, we prayed about that for about two years. See, you got to find how God works in your life. Find how God works in your life. Yeah, a lot of people, I, I've got a lot of friends that are kind of more normal than me. It's not hard to find, but I've got friends that are more normal for me. And when the when 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 God speaks some things to their heart, starts stirring some things in their heart, usually it's hurry up and and get moving with it. But for me, I don't know why. It's probably because I've been accused of being a turtle on muscle relaxers. I mean, I just move really really slow. And it's very accurate. I frustrate a lot of people staff, other people. Anyway, I, uh, so I, so for me, usually when God starts stirring me, and if I get a, if I get stirred about a major change in direction in my life, uh, I don't mean just everyday things, everyday leading and guidance, but when I get stirred about a, 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 a kind of a major change in things, I know from looking back patterns in my life, I heard somebody say, Brother Hagin said years ago, find out God works in your life, it'll be a blessing to you. And I didn't know what he meant by that, but I started watching patterns and I started realizing for me, instead of God dealing with me and it means get going, you're about a half step behind and you're too late and all that. And usually when God starts stirring with me, I have anywhere from six months to two years before it's supposed to come to pass. 
So I know I'm on a six to 24 month pattern when God starts stirring me. So with this church thing, I didn't run out there, rent a building and make a, you know, put an ad in the paper and go after it. I knew that wouldn't, it wasn't wrong, just wouldn't work for us. And so we prayed about that for about two years. Actually, to be honest with you, I spent two years trying to pray my way out of it. A friend of mine finally came by, left a little note at our office one day. <coughs> Excuse me, left a note off. And, and this note, I don't know if he knew anything. He just left this little note and said, it's time to quit praying and get with it. And I thought, I don't know if he knows, but I know what he, exactly what he meant. So anyway, uh, August of 1998, uh, we, you know, we, we start our church. And... Uh, um, so we had this tw roughly 20 years of traveling to the nations. And we started the church, and, 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 and it kind of slowed down to just almost nothing. And then for about 15 years, we almost did no traveling to the nations. We had to stay and plant that base. We had to, we had to get a root system down and did some traveling, but nothing compared to what we used to do. And uh, then a, a couple of years ago, and, and I thought, that, that's it. That's it. I thought, here's this whole thing about Europe, and I don't know, maybe we finished what we're supposed to do. Maybe we're disobedient. I don't know, but man, it's just gone. It's just gone. Don't want to go. Not interested in going. Don't want to get on the plane and go. We took a couple small trips, but just not much of anything. Did a little traveling here domestically. And so we, uh, um, uh, we, uh, sidetrack myself here for a minute. Uh, so we, we, uh, we just, just did our best to obey God, you know, just get this local, local church, this, not just a church, but a base. There's a difference. There's a difference. Local churches are extremely important in the normal local church, but some local churches aren't normal. Some local churches are Antioch churches. And I said, Lord, you know, okay, if we're going to plant a church, I got to know what this looks like. And, uh, and I said, Lord, I've never been to a church that I could look at and say, I believe that's the pattern. I, I, I believe that's the model. I've done nothing wrong. I said, but I can't look at a church anywhere we've been in the last 20 years and say, that's what we're supposed to duplicate. I said, God, do you have a model for us? And of course, where does he take you? To the Bible. Acts chapter 11 and Acts chapter 13, the church at Antioch. Well, why wouldn't that be the church we'd be looking at? The Jerusalem church was inward focused. The Antioch church was outward focused. Jerusalem church was seeing how big they could get on the inside. The Antioch church saw how big they could get on the outside. Okay. And so we, uh, so we just did everything we could to raise up and pattern after the Antioch church and, and raise up a, a base that could touch the world and just pour missions into people. We've had people say, you can't, I've had people tell me, friends, you can't talk about missions that much with your church. You'll kill it. I said, well, get the shovel out bury it because if that's going to kill it I might as well kill it. if missions can kill your church we might as well bury it now because I'm in the wrong business if the heart and nature and, and, and vision of God could kill your church then we got something really wrong okay and it didn't, it didn't thrive it didn't explode into thousands of people because every time we'd start growing real good we'd ship a bunch of them overseas somewhere you know so anyway um, so we did so, so we're just, we just had our 19th anniversary church at 19 years oh there are people said never last that long we had people hoping it wouldn't work christians christians and they'd let you know about it ah anyway um but we hit this place in in uh 
And, and so then God began to, a couple years ago, God all of a sudden started stirring us again and said, get ready to go. I said, Lord, get ready to go? What do you mean get ready to go? Get ready to go. Get ready to go. Start going. You're going to start going to the nations again. You're not going to leave your base, but you're going to be sent out from your base. You send missionaries out all the time on trips. They're going to send you out on times. They're not going to send you away, but they're going to send you out. Just like the Antioch church sent out Barnabas and Saul. Sent them out to the work God had called them to. They didn't leave the church. They'd go out and do work, come back in. So anyway, so, uh, so we just got ready to go. So all of a sudden, God began opening doors, and we started going back to Europe. And, uh, you know, and I mean, there were times, my goodness, we'd leave Monday morning. We'd be back by Saturday night and preach Sunday morning. You know, didn't know what planet I was on sometimes. But, you know, so we found out it's possible to do both. You know, where the base, the home base, wouldn't, if the home base suffers, uh, uh, um, the, the, the light that shines the furthest has to shine the brightest at home. Okay, you understand that? So, you know, anything like that that's good, you're going to be obey God. It's not going to hurt the base. It's going to, it ought to, it ought to magnify the, the home base. And so we, uh, uh, so anyway, so we got ready. We began, we start traveling, start traveling, start traveling. And it didn't hurt the local church at all because we weren't gone that much. We're still just around as much, almost much as we've always been. But we started mixing in. Every time we had a chance, we'd mix in. We'd, we'd take a trip over to Europe. Okay. And, and uh, Europe's our call. The other places we go, like Pastor said, we're, we're leaving Monday. Both of us are leaving Monday for the Philippines. Uh, sometimes God will tell you to do something he didn't call you to do. Yeah. Right. Philippines is not my call, but God told us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he'll tell you to do it. Well, I'm not called to do that. doesn't matter what you're called to do. What's he telling you to do? Yeah. Sometimes he'll tell you to do something he didn't call you to do. So anyway, uh, but... If I had a place where I said, I know I'm called to be, you know, to labor there, it's in the continent of Europe. I, you know, there's no question about that. I know that. God showed us that in 1981, the Philippine Islands. God showed us that. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so anyway, um, so here just, uh, so we had 20 years of traveling to the nations. And then we had 20 years, almost 20 years, we're in our 20th year, head into our 20th year of, of uh the church getting rooted and grounded and stabilized and the staff build up and the people solid and stalwart and prayer and giving and missions and then all of a sudden it just a few weeks ago the holy ghost spoke up on the inside and he said you're coming into your third phase well i didn't think about that but i got to notice and paul had three phases to his ministry he was he was first of all he was a street preacher i mean he got born again and you know, he began to learn. And then, then you see Acts 13th chapter. Now, uh, there were in the church, which was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, such as Barnabas and Saul. So now he's gone from a street preacher and a soul winner and a witnesser to now all of a sudden now he's operating as a, a prophet and teacher. Okay? Prophet to have visions and revelations of the Lord and teacher so he can put that down, communicate it where it's understandable to the average person. So God put those two gifts together. They're opposite gifts, but when you blend them together, they work, they work well. Okay, one's inspirational, one's informational. You mix the two and you got the Holy Ghost working. But, um, and, and, then, and then Acts the 14th chapter said, now when the apostles Barnabas and Saul. So you say his first phase, his second phase, and his third phase. And then I remember Brother Hagin years ago. I remember him telling about entering into a phase of his ministry. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, uh, he said, many live and die and never even enter into the first phase of their ministry. Well, I remember when he said that. I remember I said to God, I said, God, I'm not only going to hit my first, I'm going to hit my second, I'm going to hit my third. I'm going to run every phase you got for me. I'm going to run my race with patience. I'm going to finish my course with joy. And there's not enough devils in hell to keep me out of it. I say this day, I will finish my course with joy. I will be in every phase you have for my, for my life. 
And, uh, and so, uh, really, really, uh, uh, so I, I just, we had a family meeting in the church one day. I said, I just, I'm just going to tell you some folks because I, I need you to pray for them, for us, for, Pastor, for, for Janet and myself. And I said, you know, I said, not only are we coming into our third phase, but it wouldn't be right for us to come into a third phase unless the church did. The church in Antioch had three phases. You just follow that through. Okay, it started out as a, started out as a uh, uh, evangelistic center, went into a teaching center when the Apostle Paul got there, spent a whole year teaching, and then it went into a, an outreach center, and they planted churches all over the known world. Got into its third phase. Okay. And I just said, I'll say this. Now, I could be just wrong as could be. Anybody, anybody could miss it. Anybody could miss it. Isn't that correct? Anybody can miss it. Nobody's infallible. The only one that never missed it is Jesus. Okay? But I just had a sense, had a sense when I was praying there, just kind of got off this praying. And um, didn't plan to even go this direction, but that's right. I just have a sense that you're about to come into a new phase in this church. You are. And not only that, but I actually had this last night for Pastor Rusty. You're coming in, you, you had a phase where you traveled, and you operated in certain things when you traveled, and then you took the assignment to raise this place up and obeyed God, and there were some things, now if I'm wrong, you tell me, but there's some things that operated in those first years when you traveled that haven't operated the same degree in the church. Why? Because they're not going to. But I just have a sense that what you're going to see is phase one, phase two coming together and have phase three where all those things that operated back there are going to come back like a flurry and magnify. And you're going to see that, all that come in with all this. It's not going to hurt this. It's going to magnify this. And that's what you call revival because that's what's a mande frugu ushta pakanista el lagenge instangle ish marustufra ke spadanske deistako. For when revival hits, ministry gives raised up to new places and new uh, operations and new manifestations. And you'll see when the real revival hits a place, it always has to have leadership to lead. And leaders will rise up and step into places. There will be those that operated in this and there'll be all oh, those that operated in that and, and many have said oh God you used to use me this way and God you used to use me that way and it just doesn't seem to operate anymore but those things have been held in spiritual safes for safekeeping and now the Holy Ghost is going to come on and those gifts and operations and manifestations are going to come back like a flurry they're going to drop like a bombshell and it's going to come in and whole congregations are going to see the manifested presence of the Lord yeah, thank you Lord Jesus Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I just believe. I believe. Time will prove it out. Somebody goes, well, how, you, how do you judge that one? Well, we'll watch and see what happens. But I believe. I believe one of the reasons God's emphasizing prayer here is because for this house to get to where this house needs to be, prayer's going to even have to step a, a, up a little bit more. Okay? That's why he's talking about it. He's putting faith into us to be able to step into that. And, and not everybody's going to be a dynamite prayer. Everybody can pray, but there are going to be those that are given to that. And there are going to be people who are going to kind of come out of the woodwork, and they're going to, uh, assignments are going to come on them. And there, there's going to be uh, real prayer, real intercession, real groaning and travail, real manifestations of the Spirit of God. And there's going to be things that are going to change. And the people are going to come from far and wide. The miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles, the miracles. Things way beyond what you've ever seen before. Way beyond what you've ever seen. You've seen a lot. You've seen it through others, but you've seen it through you. And there's going to be things, manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Not just healings that take place over four or five days or four or five weeks, but suddenly instant miracles. Instant miracles. Twisted bodies made straight. Body parts that are recreated. 
It's all going to come to pass. There's a whole lot in that next phase. Glory to God. I believe it. I believe it. Fire. Into fire. The fire of the Pascananica. Apostolic You had to lay some down, but now you're going to pick them back up with interest. Hallelujah. Glory. Well, let's lift our hands and give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, and there's some things you two are going to be operating in again. There's some things you used to operate in you have over the years. Maybe they still do, and you're just real quiet about it. There's some things you used to operate in you, and it's about time for some of those to come back. You need it in the work you're in, and the same with you. The, the history you've got, the places you've been, the people you've been around, there's deposits in your life. You stir, the, just, just stir, just stir, stir the coals up. Hallelujah. It'll come back on you. Hallelujah. And then just, they just better get out of your way. Hallelujah. Oh, let's. Hapasinista. Oh, now let's pray. Let's just lift our voice, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pakanaste Kasidiga, Ugazabangelitra, Terra Sovereign Ding de Bagdangle, Gedkosevich Katamanete, Bugaridis Ganangle, Bitch to go, Bradzili Brandu Dorminande Kalistico, oh my, 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 signs and wonders, demonstrations too. Lord, we're about to see mighty things you're going to do. Father, work your miracles in and out from this place. May this base see a lot more of your grace. Oh, my, 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 my. Escalante. Escalate, 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 escalate. Oh, increase, 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 increase. Shamastaya kapalastika days to go. Oh, basti drosto prodoste kalistaka. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, oh. Revival, revival, revival. Revival, revival, my, 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 yeah, Woo. <laughs> hallelujah, mm. yeah, it's been there before, but it's going to come back, my, 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 many fold over, back into your nation, into your nation, into your nation, into your nation, not just a great church, not just a good move, but a revival, a revival, a revival. Oh, yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. And you're not there to do the natural. You're there to do the supernatural. And he'll put super on your natural. Ah, Hallelujah. Halamase kusebrashte kadistabo. Oh, Pashkanite. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, just another minute. Let's just go ahead and pray in tongues just a little bit more. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Revive. Revive. Restoration. Restoration of the presence of God to the degree the community knows God's there without anybody saying a word. Explosive presence. 
No, not just in the buildings, but on the streets. Not just in the churches, ah, but on the streets, up and down the streets, in the offices, in the government buildings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's getting stronger now. Phase three, phase three, phase three, phase three, phase three. Yeah. You already got some things stirring, but you're going to have to walk it out to see what it'll be. <laughs> ah, Kamanata Kaside. Mm. Mm. If it comes on the pastor, it'll come on the house. Hallelujah. So fasten your seatbelts and get ready. I'm not, it's not necessarily going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you, sure as could be, it's going to happen. And are you, you are going to be so glad. You're going to be so glad you stayed where you stayed. You're going to be so glad you stayed in the place God planted you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because when fire comes on the pulpit, fire comes on the pews. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Master. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shh. Mm. Yeah, the, uh, the wind will fall. The wind, the wind will blow and the fire will fall and the glory will come rolling in and there are times it will be seen by all. Angelic activity will begin to increase even in this place. Oh, yeah. Shoo. Angels. Sometimes they'll be seen. Other times they'll be sensed. Sometimes they'll even be heard. They'll just never be worshipped. For the king of kings is the only one worthy of the worship. Abastikadistiko. Ah, Pakasuniska. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Uh, we're, we're still on the subject of prayer. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'll just. I'm gonna. I'm not real sure what I'm gonna do. But we're still on the subject of prayer. I'm all right for a while. Thank you. Appreciate the help. I've been known to do carpet time unintentionally. Uh, prayer, prayer. You can't. You can't beat it. There's no other way to get there. You can't get where you need to go without prayer. And it's not a legalistic thing. Pastor talked about that this morning. It's not a legalistic thing. My goodness, legalistic? Oh, talking to God's legalistic. If it is, I'll get as legal as you want to get. And prayer's not just gimme, gimme, gimme. Prayer is, prayer is communing with God. Praise is the highest kind of prayer. You have a good praise service, you've had a prayer meeting. It's not just this, this, or this. It's communing with God. Praise is the highest kind of prayer. Worship is, is prayer. Just as surely as intercession, groaning, travail, just as, just as sure as the prayer of faith and the prayer of agreement and the prayer of binding and loosing, the prayer of consecration, th those are all ways to commune with God. It's not always in tongues. It ought to be with our spirit and with our understanding. But I'll tell you what, the reason the church world isn't any further than it is right now in America is because we've put prayer on the back shelf. That's got to change. The only way it's going to change is for you and I to get such a revelation to prayer that it'll be the most highly uh, participated meeting of the week or the month. 
No, of the week. <laughs> Once a month is not enough. We, uh, with all this stirring, a year, what is this? This is October a year ago, but just about a year ago. We have a staff meeting. We've had a lot of transition going. We've had a lot of transi transition going in our church. And transition's a good thing. Change is good. Growth without change is impossible. And, and there's been some changes going on. And, and uh, they're all good. They're good things. And, um, but we, uh, we were praying with our staff one Tuesday afternoon. Went and had a staff meeting. And uh, we're praying with our staff. And, uh, you know, just go to, we're just going to pray just a couple of minutes. And all of a sudden got over into that place where you pray by inspiration. Where instead of saying, Lord, we're going to pray about, uh, uh, we're going to pray about uh, the, the, you know, the, the staff and about the finances and about, you know. And, 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 and let me say something else here. I think one of the things we in the church world need to learn is to, to stop selfish praying. In other words, don't just pray about you. It's not just a, well, I got a hundred things to pray about. Sometimes it'd do you good to lay those hundred aside and start praying for your neighbors. Praying for all the churches in the community. What if you just prayed for a move of God where God exploded in churches where you never thought they'd even let him in the door? We get to pray. Let me, I'll stop. I'm going to go another direction. We've been praying. Oh, I, I, I can't go very far with this, but we've been praying some things and, and God gave us when he stirred us back about Europe, he, he, didn't, he didn't just stir you about Europe. He'll stir you about, uh, about Europe and then about praying for Europe because there's no use going if you're not praying. And um, so the Holy Ghost, we went to John Angelinas, John and Marianas. We went back. To, we had it scheduled to go back there. Long story. Hadn't seen, hadn't seen him in 20-some years. Good friends for years. And they just, boy, everybody got busy. Nothing was wrong. Just, you know, just everybody's busy. And hadn't seen him for years. Went back over there. And we're having a prayer meeting on a Thursday night in our, in our prayer room in our house. That's the most important room in the house. We're having a prayer meeting. Had some friends over. We're praying. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, I knew we were going to Munich to Angelina's. And all of a sudden, I, I heard myself praying about going, going to, going to uh, Athens. I said, go to, Athens, go to Athens. Lord, when and why? I said, Lord, I don't know anybody in Athens. I don't know anybody in Athens. Nobody in Athens knows me. Why, why would we go to? There's nowhere to preach there. There's nowhere to preach in Athens. Now, we do know an individual over there, but that just wasn't working out to, to do a meeting. And I um, said, you know, wh why Athens? And, 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 I, and I said, well, I don't, where are we going to go preach in Athens? And the Holy Ghost spoke up and he said, I didn't tell you to go preach in Athens. I told you to go to Athens. I said, well, why would I go to Athens if I'm not going to preach there? I mean, what else is there to do? He said, go there, go there, get a hotel room and spend two and a half days praying. I said, Lord, you want me to go? You want us to go from Munich. You want us to go to Athens, Greece, fly from, from Munich to Athens and get to Athens and get a hotel room. He said, I dealt with us right in the middle of the city square. And go in there just just spend two and a half days praying. I said, Lord, just pray. That's it. You just want us. You you, will, you you would want us to spend the money to go pray. Jesus took his whole staff on an overseas trip to cast the devil out of the Gadarean demoniac and got back in the boat, went back. He took his whole staff on an overseas trip to cast the devil out of one man. Money doesn't bother God. If it's if it's in if it's in His plan, it's in the budget. I said, Lord, you want us to just go get a, a nice hotel? Go and get a nice one. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to pray now. I don't want bugs crawling on me. I said, all right. 
So I looked at the calendar. I thought, yeah, we can do that. We got to praying again the next week. Praying, 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 praying. All of a sudden, praying. I hear myself praying out Paris. Paris, Paris. I said, what about Paris? Holy Ghost said, go to Paris. When? After Athens. I said, you want us to go to Athens? Lord, now, what would you want us to go to Paris for? I'm not a good sightseer. Once you've seen a tower, you've seen a tower, okay? <laughs> Eiffel, any other kind. You know, it's like, you know, you get a crepe and you've seen the tower and there's just nothing else, you know? <laughs> I'm a horrible sightseer. Isn't that right? The worst. The absolute worst. Get me a coffee and a beignet and I'm just happy as a, you know, and I... I said, what? What, Lord, now what do you want us to do in Paris? Again, we know some people in the general vicinity. We probably could contact them, see if they'd like us to come preach. I don't like doing that, but we could. He said, I didn't tell you to go preach. I told you to go to Paris. I said, Lord, what, what do you want us to do in Paris? Pray. <laughs> Two and a half days. Lord, are you sure? You sure? I said, Lord, do you know that's one of the most expensive cities? Do you know? I yeah, Lord, that's one of the most expensive cities in the world. You know, it's like, can you afford that? So we booked tickets. We went from Munich to Athens, two and a half days praying in Athens. We went from Athens to Paris, two and a half days in Paris to pray. Wasn't that the one we finished praying? It was. It was, on, it was November two years ago. We finished up. We were the last American flight out of the airport before the attack hit Paris when they killed 130-some people. And it was just down the street from where we were, we'd been staying, just within a, about, a, about a mile, when the guys went through and they're just, and, and when we were there, we, we, we found ourselves praying. We were praying about, we were praying about the police. We were praying about the president. We were praying about the football games. We were, pray, we're praying. It's all this stuff's coming out. I'm going, Lord, this does not make an ounce of sense. Until we left, when we landed, all these people are, their, their phones are lighting up, and all these French people are going, Paris was just bombed. Paris was just bombed. While we were in the air, this was all going on. And, um, and um, one of the things was one of the guys with a, with a bomb vest tried to go into the football stadium during a football game. They call it football there, soccer. And he was trying to get inside because the president was inside and he was trying to get inside to blow the thing up and kill the president. And one of the police stopped him as he was trying to go through the door. And when he stopped him, he hit the button and killed the police and killed him, killed a number, number of other people. But the president, Halan, the, the, the last president, was able to get out without a scratch. Well, you know, you, you believe you had something to do with it? No, but I believe the Holy Ghost did. I believe prayer had something to do with it. And, uh, and so when we're there, God begins to deal with us. And we've been, I don't know, four, five times. I think five times God sent us back. We'd leave, on, we'd leave on a Monday and come back on a Friday. We'd go, we'd fly to the city of Paris, go get a hotel and pray for three days and come back. Now, why would you do a thing like that? Why would you do a thing like that? Well, you know, because you can't get anywhere until you pray. And there's some things God's wanting to do in that nation. He's going to do in that nation. And it's going to take prayer to get it started. So in the middle of all that, remember I said we were praying with our staff? If you don't remember, I, I'll remind you. And praying, all of a sudden got over in that place, and I heard myself say, Firebase, Firebase, Firebase. I thought, what's a Firebase? I have no idea what a Firebase is. I got to checking around. First time we ever had those was in the Vietnam War. And there were fire bases that were raised up behind enemy lines and so on. But God dealt with us. It's not going to be enough. We're going on a consistent basis, but God wants to raise up a fire base in the city of Paris. And it's going to be, I said, Lord, what's a fire base? He said, it's a place where you have prayer going all the time. 
So we're right now, by February, we're going to have a couple moved over to Paris. We're starting a first fire base in the city of Paris. And it's going to be regular prayer on a regular basis. And these folks, this couple going over, oh my word, we just spent 10 days with them over in Paris and Nice and Brussels just a couple weeks ago. We took them with us. Young couple, got an 18-month-old baby. And we, I, I talked to them, got, got, them, got them in prayer. Talked to them, said, this is, I got this crazy idea to start up a fire base in the city of Paris where it's mainly for prayer. I said, now, if you're not interested, do you tell me? I'll quit. I, I'll even quit praying about the thing. I'll talk, I, you know, and, and, and I said, if you're not interested, he said, 110%, I'm in. I said, don't you need to talk to your wife? She already knows. We're on. We went and spent 10 days with them over there. My goodness, fit like a glove. They're going to move over there and start a fire base. It's going to be a control center. What do you mean a control center? They're going to be watchers on the wall. They're going to be in that place, and they're going to pick up by the Holy Ghost what needs to be prayed in that nation because there's a revival coming into the nation of France. You mark my words. There's a revival, and it's going to, it's going to saturate France. It's going to go over into Belgium. It's going to go down into Italy. There's a move of God. It's sweeping on to And it's going to engulf the entire continent. And there will be prayer bases, prayer places all over the continent of Europe. <laughs> and the fire will fall and the glory will manifest and God's positioning people bone to bone he's positioning people in the right time the right place the right people and not only will it be a short move of prayer but be a long outpouring of the spirit of God for God will shake a continent of a billion people in a, in a continent where 1% of the population is born again they're going to have a move of God that's going to shake a continent well, what about Africa? What about South America? They, they, they all, it's going to happen there. All I know is uh, we've got our assignment. Okay? So I'm a little consumed with that right now. I don't know why I'm going through all this. I, I have no idea. I have no idea why I'm going through all this. But, but... You guys make me a little jealous being able to live over there. I'm telling you, I just, I've tried to talk. I, this couple are going over to move into Paris. I said, listen, how about you take the church and I'll go to Paris? <laughs> You go for six months, and, and I'll, my wife, Janet, and I will go to Paris for six months, and we'll start the base up. And, and they just looked at us like, hey, hey, did you just fall out of a tree, man? We are, no, we're, we get to go. Hallelujah. And, and, and praying. You mark, I'm just, I'm just, news before it happens. You watch. You watch. In prayer, you just, you'll pick some things up. When I say, I say see things, it's not like an open vision. If you get one, great. But I'm telling you what, we get to praying, and, and I, think, I think we prayed about it last night or said something about I don't know. Something came up about the cathedrals and the Catholics. You're about to see God invade the Catholics. God's going to invade the Catholic world over there. God's going to invade the Catholic world. Now, when, they get, when all this starts taking place, don't expect them all to act just like you instantly. Okay? Okay, we, we, we don't necessarily, we don't know I have all of our ducks in a row. Okay, so don't be surprised, but I'm telling you, God's going to invade. I remember when God invaded the Catholics in the charismatic move in 1974. Saw the Word of God community in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and God invaded the Catholics, and there were priests and nuns dancing in the aisles and praying in tongues and singing in the Spirit, thousands of them at the University of Michigan. There, I went over one night to see it, never seen anything like it. I'd just gotten saved. Loved it and scared me all at the same time. I don't know anything about Catholicism. Don't know anything about it. I just know, I just know. You, t you take a culture that'll travel halfway around the world to watch a statue cry. 
You provide real miracles by the Holy Ghost, scriptural miracles, and you won't be able to keep them away. They're going to come from everywhere. The small cities, Monton, Beausoleil, Lyon. We've been praying for two, about a year and a half. We'll pray, we pray, we're praying out cities in France. We, didn't, we have to go look them up on a map. We don't even know they are cities. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You can't do that on your own. We're not that smart. But I'm telling you what, I, I, have, I have seen, I have seen my wife standing in the cathedrals of Europe, primarily France and Italy right now. I've back with you in a minute. Now, I'm not a bit musical. You got that figured out already. I can't much carry a tune in a bucket. But I've, see, I've seen my wife standing in cathedrals, not in the back door, I mean up in the front. Seniors in cathedrals around Europe singing, singing under the unction of the Holy Ghost and miracles popping everywhere. I see people coming from everywhere around the areas. There's a cathedral in every town, every village, every city, all over, and they're sitting empty. Great sound systems, great acoustics. You don't even need a sound system. But I've seen her standing in there. I've watched it in prayer. I've seen her singing and miracles happening and blind eyes opening and deaf ears opening and lame people throwing down their crutches and their canes and jumping out of wheelchairs. And I I've seen it. I've seen it. They'll come. They'll come for the music. They'll come for the miracles. Hallelujah. I don't know why. I have no idea why I'm going this direction. I have a whole message I was planning to teach. And this got nothing to do with it. But I'm telling you what, I know, I know what we've got to do with us coming into another phase. I know it's, it's, it's to be involved in a move of God here and a move of God over there. I know it's going to have to be in both. So I don't care where it starts. I don't care if it starts there and comes back here. I don't, I don't care if it starts here and goes back over there. I don't care where it starts. All I know is you and I are all going to be in the middle of it. I'm telling you ahead of time. I'm telling you ahead of time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Has anybody, has anybody ever seen, did anybody ever see a lady named Vicki Jameson? Vicki Jameson Peterson? That was an amazing lady. A little unusual, but amazing. But I mean, I've been in meetings. Been in meetings where she'd get up and she'd start singing, and healings would take place, and miracles would take place, and oh my goodness, some of the things we found out. We've just found it lately a source of somebody that traveled with her and kept track of the miracles. The things that took place, there was a lady that came up and she'd had a cancer that ate her nose right off. Wasn't that what it was? Ate her nose right off. Had a bandage across her face. Cancer ate her nose right off. And right there during the middle of one of those where she's singing by the Holy Ghost, God grew a brand new nose right on the spot. This lady saw it take place. I'm telling you what, the music. Ooh, the music will pull them in. The anointing will set them free. 
People run from everywhere for miracles and music. We got a lot of concerts going around the country right now. That's okay. You know, concerts. Concerts are fine. But I'll tell you what, it's going to shift over. Instead of people going to concerts, they're going to go to places where the presence of God falls. And it's good. Sometimes people spend hours, you know, singing to the Lord. But if you're going to do that, let him a chance to answer. Give him a chance to answer. Let him, let him, if you're going to show off to him, you let him show off to you. If you're going to worship God for an hour, let him minister to you for an hour. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> I don't know what you call this service tonight. If you need a title for it, I don't think there is one. But you know, uh, James 5, what, 14 says, Is there any among you afflicted, let him pray. Any married, let him sing psalms. Is there any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. The, now, the King James says the, I don't even know what it says anymore. Amplified says the, the fervent, effectual, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. I've read John G. Lake books for 40 years. I've devoured them. I've wore them out. I've got them, I've got them in my iPad. I've got them on hard copies on my shelves at home. I carry them in my briefcase. Um, I want to see what he saw. He traveled to the nations of the world, South Africa. In America, saw over 100,000 documented healings in a five-year period. Amazing things. I read his books, and I sit and just weep. It's like, oh, God, I, I got, we got to have this. But um, anyway, where was I going? Yeah. But in one of his books, he said, early part of the last century, God sent he and his family to South Africa. They you know, came in, I don't know, Cape Town, Durban. I'm not sure where they came in. Then they went up to Johannesburg, settling in the Johannesburg area. And, and he said he was on a hill outside the city. And he's looking out, he's on this hill, and it, and it started getting dark, and he saw lights coming on. Far as you could see, these little lights coming on in little villages all over the, far as you could see, all over the countryside of, of the nation of South Africa. And he said he got praying. He said, Lord, everywhere I see, there's villages out there. How do we, how do we reach, how do we reach the villages of this nation? How, how do we reach the, how do we reach the villages of South Africa? How, how do we reach all these villages? God, how do, how can we do this? You sent us to this nation. How do we reach all these villages? God, how, how, this is an impossible task. How do we do this? And he said, the, the Holy Ghost spoke to him, said, the, the church, which is his body. He said, well, I know that's a scripture. I understand. But how do we reach these villages? He said, the church, which is his body. He said, I know that, I understand that, Lord, but how do we reach all these villages in this nation? He said, the church which is his body. He said, the third time he said it, I got it. He said, all of a sudden, I understood. Back up their ways, at the mouth of one of the rivers, there was, they'd build a dam, and there was a generator power plant there. And all this, this big power plant they built pulled electricity as the water ran that thing and kept it moving it pulled electricity out of the atmosphere and sent it down the wires all over the countryside and sent light to every village in there and he said it was just because there was a power plant back there somewhere the church which is his body he said i saw the way the way we're going to reach the nations of this of the cities of this nation is going to be through prayer the the church is going to have to make tremendous power available 
dynamic and it's working. And he raised up schools and he raised up teams and he raised up prayers. And the power of God hit so strong. He had people praying and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. Hit so strong one night he's in a meeting in Johannesburg and revival broke up. A guy came down the front row, front aisle, came up toward the front. He's going to disturb the meeting. Lake's just in the middle of preaching, just pointed his finger like that, kept right on preaching. When he did, the fellow hit the floor, laid there the entire service. They kind of dragged him up afterwards, said, what happened? He said, I don't know, man. He said, the minute that guy pointed his finger at me, it felt like somebody shot me. I couldn't get up the whole service. He got up and got born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost. He's going to disrupt the meeting. Instead, he got saved. Lake would start having, he'd start ministering to the sick. And he'd have a line of people, and he'd start laying hands on them. He said they, they didn't just fall. They, fell, they flew violently, violently over the, the first row into the second row. He said, I stopped. I said, Lord, what are we going to do? He said, these people are going to get hurt. I just lay hands on them. They're flying over the chairs into the second row. He said, the Holy Ghost said, you're giving them too much. I'd give anything to have the Holy Ghost say to me, you're giving them too much. He said, you're giving them too much. He said, you're putting your hand on them. You're giving them too much. Just put one finger on them. He said, I backed up, start putting one finger on people and start getting healed. All up and down the lines. He said, the power of God hit that place so strong. He said, we had meetings for 18 months straight, every night for 18 months. But he said, in eight, 18 months' time, over 100 churches were, were planted out of that 18-month meeting. He said, people would get the fire of God all over them. They'd get born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, get healed in their bodies, get the fire of God on them. And he said, in 18 months, over 100 churches were planted out the countryside of, of South Africa. Why? Because of a revival. This revival is going to plant churches all over America. It's about the local churches. It's going to plant Antioch churches all over America, and i got to get stopped. Let's stand to our feet. <laughs> good, good, good. Just a second. I'm not sure which one this is. It's on. There you go. You, des you deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name for you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you you are great you do miracles so great there is no There is no one else 
need a healing or a miracle put your hand on your own body right now the anointing of God's in here just let that anointing work on you just receive it just take it miracles in the house miracles in this house thank you Lord for miracles 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 healings and signs and wonders miracles mm, do what you do do what you do miracles in the house Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Now lift the other hand and start thanking him. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Worship him. Nothing too big for God. Nothing's been there too long for God. Nothing's too hard for God. 
Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's just healings taking place all over now. There's an eye that's being healed. I, I don't know if it's the retina or the cornea. I don't know what it is, but the, the, the out, the, that outer part of the eye, there's a healing taking place right now. Somebody else, you've had a mild case of uh, arthritis in your in, in both hips, mild case. But it started going down. It started moving down. It's a mild case of arthritis in your hips, but it started going down. It's going. It's been moving down. It's been moving down. It's about. It's about halfway down through your through your thigh area. It's like an ache. It's just this ache. It's an ache. It's an ache. Now that that arthritis is dying in the name of Jesus, leaving your bodies. Somebody else. There's something going on. There's a there's an ache in your bones. Your bones ache. Your bones ache. You don't know what it is. You couldn't. It's almost hard to describe it. Hard to describe to people. Say, I don't know. I don't know. It's just my, my bones. They just kind of ache. They just they just ache. They don't. It's not sharp pains. My my bones ache. Hallelujah. Somebody else. There's been a tension. There's something wrong in the back part of your neck, and it comes around and uh, it's in your jaw. It's in your jaw to the point sometimes it's almost hard to open your jaw. It's almost you almost get like almost like a lock jaw lock jaw at times. Ah, but you're being healed right now. Oh, oh my, there's a, there's a migraine. Oh, there's a migraine. It's, it's not pain as much as it does weird things to your vision. It's not just pain as much as it does some weird things to your vision. It's almost handicapped you because of this, these migraines. And they've been getting more and more frequent, more and more common in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus, the power of God's dissolving that thing right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's give him thanks. Let's lift our hands and thank him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I know that. I know that. Somebody, there's, a, there's some heart issues that have been showing up. And I can't tell if it's just second or third generation. But your, I think your mother had it and maybe your grandmother had. Same kind of a thing. And you're having some of the same symptoms and the devil's been telling you he's going to take you out too. Well, the curse stopped when you got saved. In the name of Jesus, that's not going to come on you. Jesus' name, the healing power of God's flowing through your heart and the curse stopped and whatever mom had, whatever grandma had, if it went back that far, it's not coming on your body. In Jesus' name, you are the redeemed of the Lord. And with long life, he's going to satisfy you and show you his salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One, one, more one, one more time, let's lift our hands and give him thanks. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll say this. There's two parts about prayer. Prayer's got to be taught, but parts of it have got to be caught. There's a spirit of prayer. You have to, you have, to have teaching or, you know, you, you, the curbs are off. You, you know, you, you, go, you can go in wrong directions. But there's things about prayer that have got to be caught. I want to encourage you, admonish you, beseech you. Any other King James word I can come up with. I want to encourage you. Anytime there's a prayer meeting at the church, get in it. 
get in it because I'll tell you it may not happen the first service the second the third or fourth but I'm telling you if you stick around it you'll catch it there'll be something about prayer you'll catch you've never had before it's got to be taught but it's also got to be caught say well I just don't enjoy praying that much you hang around where you can catch it and I'll tell you what you'll enjoy it glory to God let's give him thanks pastor I'm Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.